to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is a rather croaky Susie Warren-Smith. Don't know what happened there. And for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking all things food and drink, as usual. I'm joined by my fellow presenter, AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. Hello. Hello. But also another fellow presenter, Christabel Cairns of the Guild of Fine Foods. Hi, Christabel. Hi. What about January then? I know. Let's please let 2023 be better than 2022, 2021 and 2020. I think, I think we're due a good year. We're due a good year. We've got to manifest this. We've got to think positive thoughts, I think. I know. But it's just the last couple of years are just, oh dear, I don't know. So I'm facing January with optimism. Me too. Optimism and good food. Definitely good food. I think this is what's going to carry me Possibly with less of a budget, but that's something we might be able to talk about. Yeah, I think so. So we've, we've hopefully everybody's had a great Christmas and, um, and possibly eaten too much. <laughs> possibly thought they might have to pull their horns in a bit or, or <laughs> in our case we think we should do try january absolutely not dry january. i can't face dry january i just don't know why in the most dark <laughs> miserable month of the year yeah, you, you have to go dry no you can't do that uh well you could if you wanted but i'm not going to i'm going to just do little yeah but good yep not very often i like <clears throat> this tell me about the concept of try january so the I opposed to veganuary and dry January and all the other things that, that happen. Well, part of your try January might be doing veganuary, and if that's your bag, then that's awesome. But the idea is that you're trying something new that you haven't tried before. It might be a, a no or low alcohol. It might be that you're choosing a new ingredient to try with. It might be that you're going vegan one day a week. You don't necessarily have to go the whole hog with everything. It's just trying something. It's, it's introducing something new. Really, it's just going to liven up some of these dark days, hopefully. Um, um, Christabel, I, I presume you had a good, a good old break, did you? It was great. Thank good, you very much. Good. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, the Guild of Fine Food. Uh, you've bought some great stuff to, for us to taste, uh, which we'll do later. Um, but, but, you know, what, what about trying different things? What's your concept of, of Try January? Well, I think the Guild uh, runs something called the Great Taste Awards. and no, they we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. And so every year we have 14,000 products that are sent to us. And they are a huge, you know, huge range of things. And every year we discover something new. So every year the judge, AJ judges with us and she'll know this as well. But we sit down and there's new things, you know, that come across that you've just never seen before. But it could be something really, really simple. As I said, I've brought a few things today. And I think it's just that idea of taking one or two simple ingredients, maybe adding it to a, you know, a dish you already make and elevating it. Seeing, seeing, seeing how different it can be. Um, and and the, the thing is as well, you know, January is, is not the greatest month of all. It's dark. It's getting a little bit lighter, obviously, you know, but, but, but it's cold, you know, about four o'clock in, in the afternoon. That's it. You want to shut the door and stay in. Actually, this is quite a good time to experiment, isn't it? We're not going out so much in January. It is. And, you know, it's, it's nice to have something nice to cook at the end of the day or, you know, look forward to on the weekend. So if you've got if you've got those ingredients in, yeah, mm. it's a great time. So so tell us the concept, um, AJ, in terms of taste and how, how the Great Taste Awards work, because what we're going to do for the whole of January is we're going to feature um, Great Taste Award winners from last year, from 2022. Um, so, so tell us exactly what the Great Taste Awards is about uh, and, you know, and, and what 
what you tr- what the Guild of Fine Food uh, are trying to achieve. I know Christabel will chip in as well. Well, yes, I I think for for me, um, you know, just as one of the judges, what I absolutely love about the Great Taste Awards is that really, as long as you are selling your product somewhere, you can enter the Great Taste. Is that right? That's correct. Yep, you can enter, and it's taking these really small kind of artisan producers who have a real love and a passion and a recipe and and giving them the platform that they need to be able to show what they're doing I think have I kind of got got the essence of that yeah and we have a huge range of companies entering but there's a lot of people that are just you know one man or woman bands and they they just make something really really well but they actually need a bit of help to get it in front of people they need a bit of help to sort of shout about why it's good and that's where the judging comes in so so how do you logistically deal with 14,000 uh, uh, products and we, later on at the end of the show we'll tell you how to enter if you're if you're one of these great budding producers um, but how do you what, what do they all turn up in a factory or something or you so all sit around t- it how looks like, do it from s- <laughs> there's a lot of spreadsheets start to finish yeah so how does it work? Um, so everybody enters between January January and February we get a lot of entries in and then everything is judged between March and June so we we do it by week so you get given your delivery instructions your delivery label and you send off your product to to one of our two judging venues Um, and then everything's unpacked it's all coded so the judges see it they don't ever see the packaging they see everything's decanted completely blind yeah and then we get judges that come in have a discussion about it write feedback and that's one of the things that we do that sort of slightly sets, sets us apart in that even if you don't win an award you still get feedback and which is invaluable when it, got, it's brilliant yeah. and I was talking to someone on Friday who didn't win awards and they said <coughs> how useful it was and actually they said oh you know a couple of things the judges said I sort of already knew that and it's kind of given me the confidence to go on so that's actually brilliant to hear so, so these products arrive um, some of them will be frozen I'm guessing ice cream you know some 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 will need cooking Yep. How so, do you know that you've cooked it exactly as so, that producer wanted? Well, we follow their instructions. So um, there's a whole sort of entry form and process and, and they send things in. We, we run it a bit like a restaurant. That's the best way of describing it. So we've got a warehouse of ambient stuff in the back, ch- walk-in chillers, freezers, chef in the kitchen, and people effectively serving the food to the judges. Wow, what a logistic nightmare. And it comes out. So hot food will come out to your judging table and say it's a piece of meat that has been cooked for the exact number of minutes to the exact temperature that the producer um, has asked for it to be cooked. There may be a sticker on it that actually says, we've also been asked for this to stand, do not taste before 11am, for example. So as it arrives, you know that that has got to stand. So even the resting periods are taken into account? And everything. Even the resting oh. period. And there's a priority system so that if you are in the middle of judging something, you finish off that, and as soon as a hot, plate comes to your de- your table you've got to taste it as quickly as you can to make uh, sure it's at its best and then allow it to move on as you're writing out your feedback to make sure that everybody in the room tastes it when it's at its absolute perfection so who are the actual uh, judges christabel you know go throw out some names there is it it's, it's not just some person you've dragged off the street no it's definitely not i mean every, everybody has to w- there's actually 500 of them so uh, everybody has to work in the food industry in some capacity or other everybody's um sort of applies to be a judge and we try and balance the teams so we get a chef a retailer a journalist because everyone's going to come at it with their slightly different angle you know a chef might look at the ingredient think how can I use that retailer might think oh is that going to fly off the shelves so it's quite important to us to kind of get that range of opinions and we also do things like uh, men and women ages length of experience in the industry so we're sort of trying to replicate all the time what a consumer would be you know how they would be looking at the shelves Mm. 
And the same with things like we have consumer ovens, we use domestic appliances. So again, it's sort of, if you took this home, would you be happy with it? So, I mean, I've actually been a a judge for a number of of, of taste things. I know you might find that funny, AJ, because you've got a better palate than me, but I have. Um, And I don't find it particularly nice. I just don't think it's a pleasure. You find it tough judging. Yeah, I think it's really hard. And actually people go, oh, I'd love to do that. They go, no, this is the 15th chocolate I've eaten and it's nine o'clock in the morning and I've got, you know, a bit of gin next and then I've got some cheese. It's, it's, it actually takes its toll a bit. It's not as glamorous as one might imagine. No, I'm sure AJ's got some things to say about this. But um, no, I think it's I think it's actually a really hard job. I think you're absolutely right. And people sort of go, oh, you know, judges are just, that's lovely, isn't it? You know, day of tasting food. And you've got to look at each product and really give it the time it's deserved because actually it's somebody's baby. It's somebody, you know, that's really their livelihood. Yeah, and if they get an award, it, it can, you know, change things. Mm. And I really feel the weight of responsibility of that, of of knowing that, you know, we... In, 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 in with one of my other hats on, I work with a lot of small food producers and I know how they receive this feedback. I know how it feels for them. I sit there with them sometimes in a meeting, we go through it and we, we kind of analyze it and we talk about it. I feel the weight of responsibility when I'm writing that feedback, even if I think something's awful, it's really making sure you're constructive about it, making sure that you have highlighted the positive. Element. But honest. And honest, yeah. completely honest, because this is, intended to really help that company mm. so you're and not you simon cow then are you you're <laughs> no. not simon cow no, no, no you want to be kind of really constructive and i think the other thing about judging that i really noticed was i've done it for about seven years now and the first three or four i was a judge so you sit there and there is a coordinator and there's two or three other people and you get to talk about it and you get to kind of think and uh, and really kind of taste it two or three times to really grasp the words that you want to say when you move, um, when I was moved to a coordinating position, which means you're the kind of um, captain of the table, I suppose, in that way that you're kind of guiding everybody and making sure Marshalling that everyone's voices yep. are heard yep. and making sure no one's too uh, overbearing on that table. And um, that's quite hard work because you've got to come up with the language, the language of taste to make sure that you're really getting it right. You've got to make sure you're capturing everybody. You've got to make sure that it's even for all of the different people on that table, that you really are getting a, a fair assessment of how that yeah. table of judges found that, that item. But I find the vocabulary quite hard. And I think you learn vocabulary about how to explain taste. I mean, you're very good. And we've been doing this a long time, you and me. But, but you, you know, you will say, oh, yeah, that's got citrus. That's got this. That's got that. It's got slight something edge and la, la, la. And I'm still going there. And I'm going, oh, God, what's that remind <laughs> me of? What does that taste of? It's actually quite, it's quite tricky. But I do, think, I do think you learn the more you do it as well, don't you? I agree. I think mm. it's practice. I think, yeah. I think you do get better at it. And the Guild, actually, for the table coordinators, they do a lot of training. So yeah. before the season starts there will be several different tasting sessions where they're, in fact, I think you're doing them in person or something. We are, yeah. We, so we've done them on Zoom for the last couple of years, but we we do these sessions where we'll take a topic um, and look at I don't know, jam production and yeah. and see, you know, yeah. actually what makes a good marmalade, what makes a good strawberry jam. Yeah. And it, and, it, and actually you'd really have to go back to the basics to get that vocabulary. Yeah. So so the, 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 the sort of badge itself that, that, you know, if you do manage to get a one star, two star, or the very coveted, coveted three-star, uh, you can then put that on your packaging. I actually do look out for, you know, products with Great Taste Award because for me, I, I know that somebody's sort of done that judging for me um, and that it's going to be really good. Uh, um, 
does it have that cachet with consumers? I I mean, I I love food, so it's very important to me. But does that badge now really stand out? I think it does. And actually, the thing that I've noticed in the last couple of years, because obviously, I mean, I guess I hear more about it. People sort of know what I do and or or I explain what I do. And they go, oh, yeah, I've seen that on things. But people are starting to say they notice the stars. And that's great because they go, oh, yeah, look, oh, I come across a two star. You know, I found one. I found a two star and I found a three star the other day. And that's actually that's kind of brought it on an an extra level. So so you've got 14,000 entries, presume some are absolutely awful, like really <laughs> dreadful. No comment. Not often, <laughs> no. Not, I'm guessing not often, though. Not often. Not often. And I guess you've got to put it in the context of somebody has decided it's worth, you know, they want to put it forward. Their mum so, said it was good or something. The, yeah. It's like, oh, God, that's absolutely horrendous. Right, what are we going to say about that one? But but I presume that's very, very rare, actually. Um, what makes a three star, though? Because as you were saying, Christabel, if I see a three star, you know, in a retail, I'll go, oh, I've, got, I've, I've got to try that because it's exceptional. So funnily enough, we describe it as don't leave the shop without buying it. Well, you know, even if you, if it's not your thing, just taste it. But the, what's the difference between that and a two star? I think it's that it's got no, you kind of can't see any way it could cool. be better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's got no faults. It's it's the best example that you've come across in terms of it's the best peanut butter or it's the best, you know, type of cheese. Or, you and know. I was hoping you, so we're going to do this for the next four, well, another three weeks, so four weeks in total. Are you going to bring me some three stars for me to try? <laughs> please <laughs> we've got we've got a couple later I think we've got a couple in future shows right yeah. okay that's good that's good um uh, but, but for me it'd be really interesting to to taste those and you explain exactly why you think it's almost flawless um i uh, the way i judge is i i i'm miss positivity anyway i start everybody in my head with three stars before i've even tasted it they've got three stars and then i take away stars based on things that i didn't think were quite where i wanted them to be so the way i have it that Everyone had that opportunity to have three and you taste it and you think, oh, that's got a bit of a strange consistency. Or oh, that flavour. Oh, gosh, it's salty. Take away a point. So it's not Take just about taste then, AJ, that it's about mouthfeel and, and, and consistency. There's a whole bunch of things. It is about taste. taste. But, but that makes... But it does affect the way you enjoy something. Something in your mouth, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. If the mouth feels very odd or very gritty or something like that, it is going to detract from the flavour of that product. But it is about taste. That is the the, f- the foremost thing that you are judging. But yeah, you, you do. You think about mouthfeel. You think about the aroma. Sometimes something tastes Smell. lovely and has a very Smell weird aroma, yeah. or vice versa. <laughs> and that's part of taste, isn't it? It's that whole Smell. kind of yeah. You've got yeah. the aroma. You've got the different things. So um, I mean, there could be one criticism that, that that's levelled at the Great Taste Awards, and that is it's about expensive products. You know, is that is that true, Christabel? It's just luxury for for posh people, really. I don't think it is. I think I think you know it, you you could look at it like that, but there's some really quite simple ingredients that we we go you know look at, and we're going to taste some in a minute. But that it's it's not just you know we're the guild of fine food, but it's not just fine in terms of it's well made food, yeah, well made food and drink. I remember meeting a, a guy I can't remember his name now. I was completely mad. Uh, who owned a deli in in London somewhere, and 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 I said, oh, it's it's you know, he said, well, I'm a curator. Basically, I have stuff in my deli that I curate for people so that they can come in and they, you know, that's what I do for them. Um, uh, and I said, oh, it's it's very sort of upmarket, though. And he said, no, it isn't, actually. He said, we, there's a, a an old lady who lives down the road here. She comes in and she buys a, a, a £2.50, £3 loaf of bread, which is beautifully, beautifully made. And that is a real treat for her. But it's £3. Last a week, probably. Last well. a yeah. week, and and she comes, and 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 so I think what he's trying to say is that is expensive compared to a normal loaf of bread, 
but, but it's just miles away. I mean, it's not even the same thing, really. Um, and I think if you do use things in the right way, I mean, we, we've got some amazing things here, jars of things which will last for ages. Mm. You just have that tiny bit with some cheese or, or something, and, and it can just make you feel so much better. So I think it's about how much you use, isn't it? And mm. and, and there are little bits of luxury that, that can just make you feel better during the week. I think there's a, a sort of quality over... Sorry, quanti- quality over quantity thing. You know, you watch... Obviously, some people have got lots of lots of mouths to feed, and that's a slightly different thing. But you you can sort of be tempted. You go into the supermarket, and there's you know buy this, buy that, buy three for two. You don't actually need necessarily that much stuff. And actually, sometimes it's better to buy a couple of really well made things that will make the difference. Yeah. So so when I, when the kids were little, I didn't have much money. I used to buy really crappy Richmond sausages. Oh God, awful. <laughs> The colour of I mean everything about them. So the kids would have three of those sausages. You know. But actually, I started buying what I would call proper sausages um, and they then only needed two mm. so I mm. think you have to be really I think you have to think those other ones were pumped full of water and all sorts of other things you know etc so I, I do think that sometimes we don't really compare like with like there's an interesting statistic as well and I'm going to now forget the numbers so apologies but of the percentage that people used to spend of their salary on food and it's just keeps dropping yeah and i think you know obviously we've got all sorts of other challenges so that's a, that's a wider question but i think the value of food has gone slightly and we almost need to get that back so as you yeah. say putting good things in your body and mm. all that sort of stuff so i'm a little bit hungry uh talk me through some stuff that i can taste aj what we've we got in front of us well we've got some beans here right i'm gonna no. taste which were which okay so i know exactly which ones are which because <laughs> i got them out of the jar i want to see if you i want to see if you know <laughs> You say you're a great taste award judge. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, let's go. see. Let's see. But <laughs> Nothing like a the, test. So are these butter beans? They are, yeah. They're butter beans. Okay. I really like butter beans. I do buy them in a jar or in a tin. I don't do that soaky thing. Um, I find them great in um, casseroles and, and things like that. And actually, if you haven't got too much money, you could probably just get away with one or two chicken thighs for a family of four and loads and loads of, of these sorts of things loads of carrots and veg so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to challenge you so we've got some we we've got two bowls here of butter beans i've drained them for you aj lovely done all, i've done all the hard work lovely <laughs> right so taste those and taste that taste this one first and tell me tell me what's coming through for you so obviously we'd expect butter beans to be be slightly softer that that sort of kidney shape aren't they they're soft. They've got um, a nice sort of. Um, it, it hasn't got a hard skin on it. That's one of the things I look for. There's a a nice sweetness. I think it's got a very long taste. It's got a long finish. I normally expect it just to go away. No, um, it's, it's got a really nice texture to it. Mm. And bearing in mind, I don't actually know whether I'm having the supermarket ones or the Great Taste Award winning ones. Okay, so you tasted that. Mm-hmm. It's got lots of. It's lots going on. You've got better vegetables. It's got lots going on, but there's a nice sort of salinity to it. You know, the mm. the salt level's been really nicely judged. And like you say, the finish is long. Mm. Now try one of those. Okay. Let's just see what she, if she knows what she's talking about. Oh, Christabel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is not the same product. Why? <laughs> um, the skin tastes really waxy to me and oh, it's very well, firm. Harrison. There's absolutely oh, no... Finish. It just tastes like water, and it feels like we need to cook it with something and a lot of spices and something. (laughs) Mm. 
Um, I, I'd probably buy those and chuck them in something. And, and I've realised now that they don't taste of anything. You've also got a slight, they're a bit slimy on the outside. It's almost waxy. And quite a, waxy, yeah. And quite Two different hard, textures. A little sort of fluffy. And, yeah. yeah. I'm going to taste another one of these just in comparison. The inside is powdery and sort of mm. slightly claggy on the tongue. Whereas this is like, um, oh, it's mushy and... Lovely, mushy, mushy, smushy. It's something you want to eat. You literally could eat out of the jar. So how can you? How can those two things be so different? How do you make that so bad? I mean, that takes quite a bit of effort to make it that bad. I imagine they were dried. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know the answer. I would imagine these have been picked freshly. It'll be the quality of the the plant. They'd be cooked, and they're cooked in something that's been seasoned. Somebody's actually taken the time to judge the seasoning. And it's not just a preservative, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just mm. a, you know, and they're designed that you could actually eat them like that. So those tinned ones good. there. So, so for me, I would I would have previously put that in a casserole or something to, yep. to, to, to bulk it up. I would actually use those other butter beans as the star of the show. I wouldn't, even nece- I wouldn't mm. necessarily feel like I needed any meat or anything with that. You could have those over salad or something, couldn't mm. you? Scattered on a Amazing. salad. All sorts of like sort of, you know, that you see... Butter bean and I don't know, kale and chorizo or something like that. I was going to say actually, a little bit of really chorizo fancy, with that. How but it's not. Amazing it's, that, be, that wouldn't be that expensive to no. buy if you're comparing it mm. to something else. Okay, let's let's get rid. Can of Can we the... talk about the brand that that? Was yeah. From? So what what are they? So they're called the Bold Bean Company, um, and I came across them a couple of years ago in great taste. And to be honest, I just looked at butter beans as as you say, like a staple that you have to get off, you know, oh, we're running out of, you know, we need some beans or some chickpeas. Yeah. And they make chickpeas as well. And I just think they're brilliant. They're quite interesting because they've actually got a following of 16,000 people on Instagram. Wow. And all so they do is beans right and chickpeas. That's wow. it. Good for them. So it's, yeah. I it's, bet their chickpeas are amazing. They're also very good. But if you are doing veganuary or you are indeed leaving, li- <clears throat> living a plant-based lifestyle and you're eating beans like that as your source of a number of different protein, minerals and protein. Yeah. Really good for you. You would definitely yeah. be picking those oh, ones wow, yeah. because yeah. the flavour is just. Yeah. And I, yeah, I dragged my. Uh, I had to go and find them yesterday in a deli near me, and I, I dragged my boyfriend and parents around, and all of them were going, "Oh, actually, that's got, that looks quite interesting." Yeah, maybe we'll get. Some, actually, it's not that expensive. Maybe we'll get some beans and so <laughs> try try January. Exactly. Exactly. Try January. Exactly. Right, take us through the next one because unbelievably we're beginning to run out of time. Uh, so what, what, a bit of peanut butter, I think we're going to go for. Okay, so we've got so what have we got here? We've got cashew and jalapeno butter. Of peanut butter yep. products on the market at the moment, as as you know. So this one's oh my god, it's jalapeno. Is it? Um, is it going to be too much for me? I, I I don't know. Feel like it's taken peanut butter. And you could put it on all sorts of things. So I, at work, we um, we came up with a thing where we put it on a bit of sourdough toast with some cheddar cheese and actually weirdly some apricot jam, which I know sounds a bit weird. Wow. But it was delicious. Now, that jalapeno is quite strong. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly tolerant of chilli, so it means most people could won't have any trouble with that. I would definitely use that like tahini. Mm. Definitely. So I'd make some, some great... Um, um, uh, sort of salad dressings with it, and that is fab. Um, it's great, isn't it? Have it on toast in the morning, that would get you going. Yeah, <laughs> the aroma smells really rich and lovely. And there's another one that's a yeah, chipotle one. So, this is from a company called Two Nods, who um, I think they got a two star for both this year, mm. definitely for one of them. Um, and worth actually mentioning the beans before also were a two star. So, I just think they're just something you think you've seen before, and the you know, peanut butter, great. but yeah. it's something else. Texture is really, really good. Mm. Definitely advise people not to buy expensive tahini. Get some great peanut butter instead. Just as good, in my personal opinion. Right. L- what else have we got here that you, you, you think we should taste um, from 2022 winners? Got some, a spice mix. Um, 
which again couldn't be I, I met the producer for this the other day and it, this is a saffron and rose petal spice mix it's got all sorts of other things in it cloves cardamom turmeric i put it on some roast potatoes yesterday and made a kind of twist on a on a roast lamb dish and i literally just put it with oil teaspoon of it and put it on the roast potatoes oh that's nice mm. Mm -mm. and again something that will a little tiny jar will probably last me well, that's probably... Probably about six months, I would Yeah, think. exactly. Mm. It's a good few lunches in there, isn't it? That's and lovely. Again, something very simple, but mm -hmm. just on a potato. Really aromatic floral elements to it. Yeah. Mm. That's really nice. I mean, and again, who are they? They are... Camella Spice. Camella Spice. C-A-M-E-L-E-R. Camella Spice. Uh, that's great. Uh, in some oil. Definitely roast potatoes. I only roast root vegetables, I would say. Um, so I'm just going to recap on Try January. While you're opening our last one, the whole point, we might, we might need somebody to open that. Oh, all right. Now, the whole point of Try January is, is we want to spark positivity. We're going to have a good year 2023, guys. And, and we're trying to encourage people to try new food and drink uh, when you're out and about, but also when you're indoors and you're trying to cook up something for the family or for yourself. Don't just stick to the usual. Try something different. Um, what you can do, which is great, is if you use the at try January on Instagram, uh, you can tag your pictures, take, you know, show them off. Lots of new food to try. But also if you go onto Instagram, you might get some great ideas. Why are you coughing? Um, <coughs> Christabel's just given me um, a little that? taste of some scotch bonnet and lemon pickling liquid. Wow. Is that an entry? It wasn't a tree, yes. So, so you can enter stuff like pickling liquids. This yeah. is the first one I've ever seen, but yes, it's because we have vinegars, we have all sorts yeah, of yeah. things. So, so again, vinegars, yeah, yeah. So, so explain what it is, Christopher. So this, we actually had to look it up when we got, when we got it in this year. Um, you can make your own pickles. You can put it into salad dressing. It, yeah, it's and vinegary. It's, thing. it's vinegary. It's got chili. It's got lemon. I love it. Yeah. Do you know, I, I thought that would blow my head off. And actually, I was just thinking, God, I need some more of that. That's lovely. I'm just going to scotch it. So it's, it's sort of weirdly addicted. And it? uh, scotch bonnet and lemon, this one is. I find I find vinegars are a bit addictive, do you? Yeah. There's mm. something really... Got some bay leaves and black pepper in there as well. But there's a sweetness to mm. it that's balanced. And the lemon isn't overpowering. It's very subtle, no, but it's, it's there. It's really good, I think. Yeah. Get some um, pickling onion, stick that in there. That would be amazing. Exactly. Amazing. Okay, so don't forget, try January um, and look on Instagram. Uh, anything else you want to finish off with, Christabel, in terms of, I know we're going to do three more programmes with you. You're going to get me to taste all these different things. Anything you want to leave us with? I think just in that try January, go, go to your local right. deli. Mm. Look out for some great taste stars and, and see what you can find, really. Or your farm shop. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's all about supporting those local businesses as well. So it's a sort of, you know, there's a relationship between the producers, the people who are buying things and the people who are selling them. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? What are you going to try? I just think really good quality vegetables from your local farm shop and some of these lovely ingredients. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go through all my old sort of recipe books that I've got. Some of them that I haven't got out for ages and neglected. I'm going to get them out and cook something I haven't cooked for ages. Cool. Yeah, have a look at like some that. ingredients. I think that's what we should do. Otherwise, you end up sticking to the same thing all the time, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, try January. Let's be optimistic. Get Love out it. there, guys. Get out there, guys. That's great. Okay, so thank you so much to Christabel. Uh, don't forget, look out for your, your local Great Taste Awards. Yep. It's very distinctive. If you spot a three-star, get it immediately. Raid the bank, do whatever it takes. 
Uh, if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. Don't forget we're hundreds of podcasts. We've been doing this for donkey's years. None of these new people. We're, we've been here for ages, haven't we? Okay. Yeah. Um, and don't forget, if you are a food producer... You absolutely should be entering the Great Taste Awards this year. Just go on the website. Closing date is 7th of February, so you've got a little bit of time. But go on there and find out all about it. Why not enter? What do you say, Christopher? Do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Okay. Uh, We hope you have a good week. Bye-bye.